Um, let me first give you uh, a short overview of what I will be talking about tonight. At first, I will give a very short introduction to Tsukurukai and its emergence as an important group of historical revisionism uh, in present-day Japan. I will keep this very short indeed because uh, I'm sure that uh, most of you have already heard about the group or are indeed uh, involved in some kind of research on uh, the textbook issue. I will then introduce uh, the background of the formation of the new civic textbook by Tsukuru Kai and talk about its characteristics. In particular, I will focus on conceptions of the relationship between the individual and society because it is only from this conception and the notions implied that we might better understand Tsukurukai's view on social change and demographic challenge. Um, it is also important to note from the outset that although the declining birth rate and the aging of society uh, pose one of the most challenging problems for contemporary and future Japanese society, it is clear that they were only dealt with in passing and in very general terms in textbooks on civic studies for junior high school called kominka in Japanese. These kominka are classes where issues like organization of the Japanese state, uh, its political system, the constitution, as well as uh, issues in international relations, economics, welfare, social de development, and the environment are covered in German, we might call the subject Staatsbürgerkunde or formerly Gemeinschaftskunde. So within a given civic textbook, the space allotted especially to the de depiction of the Japanese family, gender relations, or the aging of society is definitely limited, accounting only for a very few pages within the body of a roughly 200 pages book. On the one hand, this means that we have to look for the subtleties on, uh, of the narrative on these very few pages, as well as trying to find out what the overall account on Japanese society and its problems might imply for the topic of demographic change. As Florian Kuhlmas has already pointed out, compared to, to the new history textbook, there has been relatively little research on the civic textbook by its Kurukai, although there is some very valuable and critical information in the book by Sven Saale, who is also, also among the audience tonight in his books, a book, Politics, Memory and Public Opinion, published uh, last year. And there are also some articles by Japanese scholars, notably, for example, Oguma Eiji, who has summarized some of the fundamental problems of the textbook already in 2003. There are some other scholars, like, for example, Iwasaki Minoru as well. Um, as special features of the uh, Tsukurukai textbook narrative, these critics have already highlighted the prominence of the self-defense forces, the appraisal of the Meiji constitution of imperial Japan, and the emphasis on the importance of the national flag and the national anthem as features of this civic textbook. I will not deal on these matters here tonight. Also, maybe to lower your expectations concerning tonight's talk a little bit, I should state from the outset that I will pre present very much a kind of work-in-progress uh, paper tonight and not the results of an in-depth research project already completed. With students at the Japan Center of Munich University, I've been reading civic textbooks for junior high school since the end of last year, 
analyzing in particular the ones by Tsukurukai and focusing in particular uh, on the relationship between the individual and society depicted in these books. Um, as many of you are certainly aware, the contents of a Japanese textbook is very closely monitored by the Ministry of Education that provides detailed guidelines as to what topics are to be included and how the materials should be treated. Therefore, regarding an analysis of the Tsukuruka textbook, much can be gained from a comparison. Um, because all textbooks are subject to the same guidelines, uh, this uh, comparison might indeed be very helpful. For this talk, I will compare some of the findings from Tsukuruka's textbook with that of Shimizu Shoen, uh, one of the smaller publishers also specializing in creating school textbooks. Now some very brief information on Tsukurukai. Uh, let me also from the outset um, uh, ask for your kind understanding that my presentation might exceed the given time frame a little bit. I think it will take about 45 or 50 minutes from now. So please just relax and sit back. Um, for almost 10 years now, um, one of the most active groups of historical revisionists in Japan has been the Society for the Creation um, of New History Textbooks, the Atanashi Rekshi Kyoka Tsukurukai, abbreviated Tsukurukai. You see here two of the main um, protagonists of the early phase of Tsukurukai, Nishio Kanji and Kubayashi Yoshinori. One of its main goals since 1997 has been to escape from uh, the masochistic view of history that produces contempt for your own country and the uh, promotion of historical research and historical education based on a healthy nationalism, Kenkona nationalism. Consequently, and as its name implies, the most urgent goal on the agenda of Tsukurukai was the creation of a new history textbook for junior high school, Chugako, that was to correct thoroughly the erroneous views of all of post-war history education in Japan. From the outset, it had been the goal of Tsukurukai not only to produce a new school textbook on Japanese history, but a textbook on civic studies for junior high school as well, the Kuminka I already mentioned. As has been pointed out by scholars, this project reveals a clear political objective on Tsukurukai's agenda that is influencing the attitudes of young Japanese towards the state. Now, as some of you might know, it is the policy of Tsukurukai to disseminate its views by publishing more or less voluminous books for very reasonable prices through the publishing houses Kusosha or the publishing branch of the Sankei newspaper. Before launching the new history textbook, already in 1999, a book called Kokumi no Rekshi could be translated as A History of the Nation, that is Svenzala's translation, or A People's History of Japan, some of my German colleagues prefer the translation in German, Eine Völkische Geschichte, was published by Nishio Kanji's, uh, Kanji and copies were literally put into the bookshops. This book was widely seen as a pilot version of the new history textbook for middle schools. Now, very much in the same vein, though not attracting the same attention, Nishibe Susumu, a prolific writer of controversial books and one-time professor of Tokyo University, authored a book called Kokumi no Dotoku, Morals or Ethics of the Nation in, in the year 2000, 
that was, as he explicitly states, intended as a companion volume to Nietzsche's history of the nation. While the latter aims at correcting an interpretation of Japanese history, history seen as too masochistic, the former takes issue with the norms and values of post-war Japan and focuses its critique in particular on terms like humanism, progress, and pacifism. After reading through a few pages, there can be no doubt that this book is conceived as the final showdown with the so-called post-war era and its ideology to which all evils of Japanese society are attributed. Let me just quote one sentence from uh, Nishibe's preface. It was precisely those principles, like belief in progress, humanism, pacifism, and democracy, that pulled this half-century of the post-war era in Japan deeper and deeper into the swamp of immorality. Last year, another book appeared in this series that is obviously related to many topics that are treated in the civic textbook as well. Entitled Kokumi no Chiso, here translated as the thinking of the nation or the thought of the nation, um, this book was authored by Yagi Hidetsugu, president of Tsukurukai until very recently, until he stepped down at the end of February this year, and contains, for example, chapters on social policies and demographic challenges that are not dealt with in Nishibe's book on ethics. Likewise, they prove to be important for understanding the approach towards issues like the falling birth rate, family and gender in Tsukurukai's civic textbook. To gain a better understanding of the claims, what makes the difference between Tsukurukai's civic textbook and those of other publishers, let me first quote at some length from a Tsukurukai statement issued in 2000 that addresses precisely this question. Under the title, A Critical Examination of Post-War Thinking, we are first, informed, we are first uh, informed that in civic textbooks, I quote, up to now, findings like democracy, things like democracy, equality, and peace have been treated as if they were absolute and universal truths. But they are certainly not values in an absolute sense, but no more than issues that we pursue as ideals. In our book, we take a posture that does not side with cheap humanism. Humans are creatures with faults and merits, but if we look at school textbooks, published until now, we catch glimpses of a cheap humanism that claims that humans could be absolutely perfect without any conditions. Civic textbooks up to now have taken a standpoint of unconditional praise of humans and have treated things like civil rights and democracy as if they were good in an absolute sense. From the perspective that rights are born from rules that in turn are based on tradition, in our book we write that rights and duties are the two sides of the same coin. Democracy means nothing else than rule by the people, and we write that this in itself is neither good nor bad, but that it is essential how the people's soundness can be secured. Furthermore, we make it sufficiently clear that therefore the spirit of tradition is indispensable." End of quote. This is a statement that is fundamental to Tsukurukai's understanding of how society should work. I will illustrate this point with some examples from the textbook later on in more detail, concentrating on the consequences for the relationship of the individual to society. 
Also, from the beginning, Tsukurukai stressed that it has a special, me special message to convey to junior high school students that they want to entrust um, to the children who carry the future on their shoulders. Let me quote this uh, message too. Up to now, school textbooks have not faced reality, but have simply stilled the hopes and desires of the children. In our textbook, we plead that we certainly cannot be too optimistic about the future and that we today have fallen into a blind alley of civilization. In making this clear to the children, we also plead for looking at reality cool-headed and we emphasize the importance of cherishing our history. From this characterization, there emerges a rather gloomy image of present-day Japanese society and its environment, as well as the challenges faced. And indeed, when we open the book and look at its illustrations and photograph, photographs, this impression becomes almost overwhelming. Let's first have a look at the introductory visual materials presented in the 2001 edition. I will go through these rather quickly, just uh, because uh, of the time constraints. Here on the left side, the impact of media reporting on society is stressed taking the first Gulf War, the fall of the Berlin Wall, and the death of Princess Diana as examples. The globalization of popular culture is the topic on the right side. Next, we have a critical um, view on the effects of a globalizing economy with photographs depicting protest against WTO policies or the introduction of the Euro. On the right side, we are introduced to the importance of the self-defense forces uh, to keep order in Japanese society. The photos on the next double page of the introduction to the textbook serve the sole purpose to bring home to the student the crucial importance of national borders. Even in the European Union, where border controls among its member states have been abolished, the text states, they are still strictly <coughs> observed towards non-member states. National borders are to be firmly guarded, the text says. These pictures convey an image of Japanese society and its members endangered on all sides, within the country and abroad. Missiles and suspicious ships from North Korea, relatives of Japanese abducted to North Korea, the kidnapping of Japanese in the embassy in Lima, and the unresolved dispute with China about the Senkaku Islands, and again the self-defense forces, this time deployed to save Japanese nationals abroad, on the right side. In the 2005 edition, which has a completely different design and a much shorter narrative, despite some changes in the choice of motifs, we can observe the same tendency. Under the impression that the entree to the new civic textbook might have been too gloomy in 2001, the latest edition starts with photographs of Japanese that are extremely successful at home and abroad, <coughs> including, among others, Miyazaki Hayao, uh, Ozawa Seiji, and Japan's latest winners of the Nobel Prize, among others. There is also reference to less-known Japanese who participate in PKO, or disaster relief activities. Turning to the next double page of the 2005 edition, however, we encounter the already well-known theme, this time under the heading Problems in the surrounding of Surroundings of Our Country. Although some new visual material is introduced, a starving child from North Korea on the right, 
Visitors to a Japanese graveyard on one of the northern islands occupied by the Soviet Union after the war on the left, on the center left. The message seems basically unchanged and moreover seems to underscore Tsukurukai's claim that the future might definitely be not too rosy for Japan. The third page with introductory visual materials and the 2005 civic textbook obviously tries to balance this grim outlook and provide some consolation by presenting the heart and traditions of our country. But in a critical perspective, this selection proves as one-sided as the one on the pages before. While their problems and the surroundings of our country have been more or less reduced to military threats and matters of defense of the nation-state, here we find a very selective tableau of Japanese traditions that certainly bears more resemblance to a JTB tourist pamphlet than to the everyday life of the average Japanese middle school student. In assessing the meaning of these illustrations on the, on the introductory pages and throughout the book, it is extremely important to only, not only to notice what the text and the photographs express explicitly, but also what is implied. Compared to other textbooks, the fact that many illustrations convey feelings of insecurity and danger and shows scenes of destruction or threat is noteworthy. Besides the question whether this helps to live up to the claim of a more balanced representation, it must also be asked whether this is an appropriate didactical approach when teaching 12 to 15 year old junior high school students. To put these findings a little bit more into perspective, let's have a close look at the introductory pages of the civic textbook published by Shimizu Shuin. This book starts with some factual information showing a map of the world and data on the gross national income derived from a World Bank atlas. Similar to the Tsukurukai book, the next page focus on the top, focuses on the topic of borders, but treats it exactly the opposite way. Here the motto is crossing borders, living together, and the examples given portray various NGO and volunteer activities of Japanese in East Timor, Nigeria, and Japan. Now let's turn to the conception of the citizen in Tsukurukai's civic textbook. As for understanding how the challenges of social change are conceived, it is absolutely necessary first to get an idea how Tsukurukai's narrative depicts social order. The efforts of Tsukurukai to produce a new civic textbook for junior high school students have been lauded by many conservative and right-wing critics because of the special meaning the textbook attaches to the term komin that might be translated as citizen. In the context of Tsukurukai's textbook, the term is more appropriately translated as national subject, however. First, it has been noted that throughout the civic textbook there is hardly any effort made to differentiate between society and the nation-state. The complexities of modern social life are basically reduced to a confrontation between the individual and the group, be that the family, the company, or the nation-state. As the authors at great length explain, the soundness of society or a state depends precisely on a citizen, Komen, who always <coughs> tends to take a subordinate position towards society or the state. To make this clear, the term komen is trans contrasted with the word shimin, that can also be translated as citizen, but often is used in a context 
connoted with civil autonomy or civil movements. In the narrative of Tsukurukai's civic textbook, the term shimin is solely associated with the pursuit of personal interests and desires that neglects the interest of the greater whole that is in last consequence identified with a Japanese nation-state. In the narrative, this notion of citizenship as shimin clearly takes on very negative implications. Closely linked to the term individualism, kodinshugi, the attitude of the citizen as shimin tends to become pure egoism that, in the eyes of Tsukurukai, is at the root of all evil and all social problems contemporary Japan faces. In the civic textbook, the relationship between the kumin and the shimin is explained in the following way. I quote, In so far as humans create a communal society with other humans, even when they pursue their own private benefits, they must, as a prerequisite, take on themselves the duty of keeping the rules of society, striving for improvement of social life, and defending society against enemies from outside. Therefore, originally, the two sides of the private citizen, that's my translation of Shimin, and the public citizen, Komen, were actually not apart, but were supposed to overlap. It is from this aspect that the term Komen derives its special meaning. But in modern society, the pursuit of personal rights and personal benefits is strongly advocated, and thus we have the tendency that the two meanings, shimen kumen, separate and drift apart. This notion of the separation of the individual Japanese from society or the state has already been treated impressively by Kubayashi Yoshinori in his 1998 manga, Sensoron, from which this illustration is taken. Here again, the individual is represented as only pursuing private, personal interests, not paying attention to rules, and not interested in public affairs. We have no time to analyze this page any further. Here we also have a vivid account of the um, conception of the antagonism between the individual and the core, the public, conceived as nation-state, society, or geographical entity. The consequences of this conception of the relationship between the individual and the state are hardly to be overestimated. It becomes clear throughout the book that all claims of civil autonomy are judged very critically and are doomed to be labeled egotistic. The narrative on fundamental human rights and respect of the individual even implies that both is predicated on keeping the rules, whatever that might mean concretely. Let me quote a passage from the chapter on human rights. Contemporary democracy and human rights thought have an inseparable relation with individualistic thinking. But in reality, humans can only live as members of some society or group. As it becomes clear when we imagine the turmoil that occurs in time of times of disaster, leading a life as an individual is possible only when there is a stable society first. Consequently, for respecting humans as individuals, it is absolutely necessary that everybody fulfills his or her duties towards society and positively supports the social order. Throughout the textbook, there emerges the ideal of an individual supervised by a paternalistic or even autocratic society or state 
in which the public or the common good is derived from keeping the so-called rules, which are never really explained, based on Japanese traditions that again are never thoroughly explained, differentiated or put into some historical context. One of the outstanding features of the notion of the citizen in this textbook is, as Oguma Eiji has already pointed out, the construction of a close association of the terms individualism and egotism. In the narrative of Tsukurukai, the individual is always endangered to turn into a purely egocentric creature once he or she is not willing to give in to the rules of the group. In focusing on the individual only, the Tsukurukai narrative overlooks the fact that egotistic behavior in society is certainly beyond the realm of the individual too, is found beyond the realm of the individual too. What about the egotistical behavior of groups like companies or public bodies like prefectures, for example, or the state itself? Here again, a look at the narrative of other civic textbooks does not only reveal Tsukurukai's extremely conservative stance, to say the least, but also the lack of logic in its argument and an unwillingness to confront the complexities of contemporary society. One of the main differences to the narrative found in the civic textbook by Shimizu Shuen, for example, is the fact that there citizens are presented as agents and actors of society that create the rules, instead of being passively subjected to rules that in Tsukurukai's depiction seem to be simply there rooted in and derived naturally from the so-called Japanese tradition. In the narrative of Shimizu Shuan's civic textbook instead, the term of the public well-being or public good, kokyo no fuxi, is discussed in the context of rights and duties of citizens and balances claims of individual against, individuals against those of groups. Let me quote um, this passage here. In reality, it is quite difficult to define what the public well-being might be and by what reasons and to what extent it might allow a restriction of individual human rights. For example, to what extent are mass media allowed to report on the private lives of politicians of famous people? Or to what extent and to what purpose should limitations of height and style of buildings be allowed? These are difficult problems. Because the public well-being tends to limit individual human rights in this way, it must be dealt with very carefully. The public well-being is thus not at the disposal of the state or regional public bodies. Just as an egotism that goes under the name of rights and liberty cannot be allowed, so a restriction of individual rights and liberties beyond what is necessary cannot be allowed under the name of the public well-being. End of quote. As is clear from this passage from the civic textbook by Shimizu Shun, egotism is not the exclusive privilege of the individual, as is implied in Tsukurukai's narrative, but can apply to every actor in, uh, in society. Thus, for example, in the civic textbook by Shimizu Shun, conflicting interests between construction companies and local residents uh, who want to preserve the scenery or the beauty of the environment are portrayed and the balance of personal rights to profit and what might be the public well-being in this case are discussed. On the other hand, however, interpretations in Tsukurukai's textbook simply tend to underscore the necessity of subordination. That means, just like the individual has to subordinate his or her claims to the group 
So likewise, smaller groups have to give in to the interests of the overall group that is the Japanese state. This is quite clear from the comment the book has to offer on elements of direct democracy or votes on regional issues. In my opinion, a fundamentally different approach towards social interaction that might also imply an equally different outlook on society and humans relation, human relations in society can even be deduced from the way materials or didactics are presented in these two civic textbooks. To somewhat substantiate this claim, let's have a look at how the topic of debate is treated. If we glance through the guidelines of the ministry provided for the education in junior high school, we often find that teachers are urged to let students find out for themselves or to make them think about issues from as many viewpoints as possible. One outcome of this suggestion in the guidelines might be that the civic textbooks for junior high school uh, present a chapter entitled Let's Try a Debate, Debate o Yaktemiyo. In this chapter, the former structure, participants, and the succession of the contributions in a formal debate are introduced. That means, as we can see here, on the left side is the Shimizu Shoen book, on the right side we have the Tsukurukai book, <coughs> that the class has to choose a chair and a group that will decide on the outcome of the debate. And of course, a class has to decide uh, or has to form two teams that will present the affirmative and the denying arguments, respectively, to a given topic. Now, there are three aspects that I find intriguing when comparing the way this chapter is presented in the two civic textbooks. First, the topic that is to be debated. While in the Shimizu Shuen textbook, students are asked to discuss the topic um, who is better off, men or women? I don't know if that is the precise English meaning of dochira ga tokuka, but I would translate it, it this way. Danse to jose dochira ga tokuka. The topic chosen in Tsukurukai's textbook, here seen on the right, um, belongs to the realm of law and order, suggesting to the children to debate the question should the juvenile law be abolished? From the introduction to the topic given in the Tsukurukai textbook, it is evident that as juvenile crime has constantly risen, what should be debated is whether the age at which criminal law is applied to minors should be lowered further. It has already been lowered from 16 to 14 years in the year 2000. Here again, the book's implicit general theme of danger and insecurity deriving from breaking the rules is looming large. It is also interesting that the actual debate is then written down on the following pages, argument by argument, in the Tsukurukai textbook, thus paying only lip service to the guidelines that suggest that the students develop their own arguments, as is realized, for example, in the, Shimiz the Shimizu Shoen textbook. Here, with the topic of debate, problems of gender relations, discrimination of women in the workplace, or participation of men in housework are introduced, but only in a very indirect way, for example, as topics that might be, be chosen from newspapers and other re uh, reports. Also here for the first time, uh, the basic law for gender e uh, equal society is introduced, but in a very indirect way, suggesting materials um, 
from uh, which the students might choose. The debate itself and development of arguments is completely left to the students themselves. Also, it might be somewhat indicative that while the Shimizu Shoen textbook places the topic let's try a debate at the very beginning of the book, in Tsukuru Kaisevik textbook we find it right at the end. In the textbook by Shimizu Shoen, the issue of gender relation is introduced as topic of debate, suggesting to the students to use materials that also take into account male participation in household work and gender equality in the workplace, as I already said. Before this topic of debate, some very general features of family and changes in family structures in modern times are introduced. While the topic of the declining birth rate, or the term shoshika, is not taken up separately in this textbook and is not, for example, to be found in its index, the issues suggested for the topics of debate have been identified by specialists on demographic change as probably some of the major reasons behind the problem, for example, of declining birth rates. Now, what has Tsukurukai's civic textbook to say about the topic of family relations and gender? From what I have presented so far, the answer should not come as too big a surprise. First and foremost, the family is described as the basic unit of society where children learn rules and manners customs and traditions. In comparison to the discussion on the lack of infrastructure for child caring in Germany, for example, such as all-day kindergartens and day daycare center for uh, babies and so forth, it is particularly noteworthy that the Tsukuruka textbook is extremely critical of child care that takes place outside the family. In this respect, the textbook criticizes the latest government efforts like the Shin-Einsel-Plan that aims at a better infrastructure of daycare centers for babies. In his book on the thought of the nation, Yagi Hidetsugu even goes so far as to accuse the supporters of these measures to take education away from the families and attempting to socialize or nationalize uh, child care and education of uh, little children. And again, according to the 2001 edition of the Civic Textbook, one of the most important reasons that contributes to the weakening of the family ties, I quote, is the thinking that personal life is more important than family life, and that it is more satisfying when the individual can lead his or her life free from the constraints of family bonds. This is yet another indication that Tsukurukai's statements on demographic developments are firmly based on its fundamental assumptions about the hierarchical relation between the individual and society. Another outstanding feature of Tsukurukai's civic textbook is its discourse on the merits of the functional division along the lines of gender. The narrative on the equality of gender and family members according to Article 24 of the Japanese Constitution is part of the curriculum in junior high school. In the Tsukurukai textbook, it is stressed again and again that um, the rights pertaining to equality do not aim at dissolving the functional divisions that provide the order of society. While referring to various government measures implemented since the late 1980s and 1990s to foster the equal participation of men and women in society and work, the textbook criticizes the tendency to transcend the gender division of labor and instead asserts 
that the sexual distinction between men and women is a precious part of each individuality and should be honored as such. While this extremely vague wording barely conceals the notion of the gender division of labor as natural, it is also telling that in the Shimizu Shun textbook we find descriptions of actual cases of gender discrimination presented in some detail. Of course, there is no factual material like this in the Tsukurukai textbook. Its narrative instead asserts that while um, unreasonable or irrational discrimination based on being a man or a woman, again the term gender is avoided here, must not be allowed, at the same time this notion does not permit the denial of social customs and traditions inherited from old times. One consequence that is derived from this conviction is the strong support the civic textbook gives to the professional housewife, the Sengyo Shuhu, that is clearly seen as a female ideal and more or less the embodiment of the female's part in the functional division of labor. In particular, the spiritual role of the professional housewife as support of the family and its order is heavily stressed and emphasized. In the column that is included in both versions of the Tsukurukai textbook, there is a somewhat critical account about the well-known attempt to assess the economic value of housework and calculate prices, for example, for the work of cleaning, preparing meals, caring for children, and so forth. But more than stress stressing the economic rule and value of these activities for society at large, the column concludes, I quote, the really important question is whether housework is simply work or not. Housework is the source from which family ties and the happiness of family life emerge. Rather than being unpa unpaid work, one should say, housework is an activity possessing a precious value that cannot be measured in terms of money. On the opposite side, and fully in line with its strong adherence to the gender division of functions in Japanese society, is Tsukurukai's onslaught directed against the ideas of the basic law for a gender-equal society passed in 1999. While in the 2001 edition this law was more or less mentioned in passing, the 2005 edition has a full page on the law, stressing again the importance of the difference of men and women and using much space to cite activities of civic groups from, from all over Japan that opposed the extinction of masculinity in men, otokorashisa, and femininity in women, onnarashisa, allegedly aimed at by this law. If we also take into account what Yagi Hiditsugu writes about this topic in his The Thinking of the Nation, it becomes clear that the basic law, and in particular the term gender furii, associated with it and with measures to cope with the falling birth rate, have become one of the main targets of recent criticism by Tsukurukai. On more than 40 pages in his book, Yagi accuses the advocates of a so-called gender-free education to lead an attack on Japanese traditions inspired by Marxist feminism. In particular, the efforts of Osafa Mari to promote the basic law are criticized here in a very dismissive tone and examples of schools that have started education with mixed classes or instances where boys and girls use the same rooms for changing clothes are cited here as dangerous consequences of an utterly unnatural and perverse thinking. While it is clear that openly sexist polemics like this cannot be expressed in a school textbook, 
the critique on a so-called gender-free education is not only included in the column on the basic law, but also among the list of the nine outstanding features of Tsukurukai civic textbook given at the end of the book. As we have seen in the beginning, Tsukurukai very much emphasizes what makes its textbook different from other ones used in civic classes. The final paragraph of this section on the treatment of the basic law in the civic textbook reads, Among the latest textbooks in school, we find very often that the special thinking of gender-free has been incorporated that comes along with the discussion of the basic law for a gender-equal society. In the new edition of our civic textbook, we draw a clear line against this kind of thinking that fundamentally overturns human civilization and Japanese culture and cuts off family bonds. Together, together with the children, we want to think about the appropriate shape of a common participation of men and women in society. If we compare these overall findings with a representation of family, the individual and society in the civic textbook by Shimizu Shoen, it is most striking that there, the relationship between these three entities is highly stressed. Far from constructing a Tsukurukai-like antagonism between individual or family interest, many concrete examples show that success and happiness in society very much depend on the support the individual finds in his family and in communal groups like school, the company or society at large. Instead of sweeping generalizations about the alleged inborn egotism of the individual that is then confronted with the necessity for the individual as citizen to give in to rules of society and tradition, the Shimizu Shuen textbook makes it clear that the essentializing of conflicting interests is far from realistic as the individual is always at the same time a member of different groups or communal entities with often very much differing interests. Thus, this textbook puts emphasis on the point that it is important how these various interests that are quite naturally at times in conflict with each other might be balanced. Now, to very briefly conclude from what I have introduced in my talk tonight, it becomes clear that the solutions for social change and demographic challenges that are suggested or might be derived from Sukurukai's textbook are in total opposition to what government bodies and spe specialists have suggested for many years. No matter if we refer to government measures to cope with the difficulties of combining professional full-time work with child-rearing, the extremely low participation of men in household work, or the persistence of gender-based discrimination in school as well as in workplace, to name just a few, Tsukurukai's civic textbook clearly looks exactly in the opposite direction for solutions of these problems, trying to find them in some so-called Japanese traditions and custom that very much to the educational disadvantage of the junior high school students are never explained or defined. One of the major conclusions of Svenzala's study of the new history textbook by Tsukurukai was that in spite of much public attention direct to the allegations made, it presents very much um, a minority position. This becomes particularly clear when we compare the claims made in the history textbook with recent opinion polls on issues like responsibility of contemporary Japanese society for the war and its classification as a war of aggression. I would conclude from my findings 
that the civic textbook likewise in general presents a view on society and the individual that is certainly a minority position. I think this is particularly the case where issues like discrimination based on gender are played down or the role model of the professional housewife is implicitly offered as the best choice for women. Even on issues like the gender-based division of functions between work and household that is very strongly supported by Tsukurukai, recent opinion polls suggest that this might slowly become a minority position. Given the challenge of demographic change and the severe task to introduce various measures to cope with it, what Tsukurukai has to offer here is utterly disappointing. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you.